Welcome to Daily Defining Moments. This is Pastor Allen, and I'm so glad you're with me. Our goal each day is to open the Bible and connect with Jesus. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We're reading through the New Testament portion of the One Year Bible in the New Living Translation. Today is May 29th, and our reading comes from John chapter 18. Beginning in verse 3, here's what happens. Jesus and the disciples, of course, are in the Garden of Gethsemane praying. And in verse 3, it says, The leading priests and Pharisees had given Judas a contingent of Roman soldiers and temple guards to accompany him. Now with blazing torches, lanterns, and weapons, they arrived at the olive grove. Jesus fully realized all that was going to happen to him. So he stepped forward to meet them. Who are you looking for? Jesus asked. Jesus the Nazarene, they replied. I am he, Jesus said. As Jesus said, I am he, they all drew back and fell to the ground. Once more, he asked them, who are you looking for? And again, they replied, Jesus the Nazarene. I told you that I am he, Jesus said. And since I'm the one that you want, let these others go. He did this to fulfill his own statement. I did not lose a single one of those you have given me. Well, then Simon Peter drew a sword and slashed off the right ear of Malchus, the high priest slave. But Jesus said to Peter, put your sword back in its sheath. Shall I not drink from the cup of suffering the father has given me? And then, of course, they arrest Jesus and they take him to trial. Well, then down in verse 16, Peter's been following along, and this woman, verse 17 says, Peter, you're not one of the man's disciples, are you? Listen to Peter's response. No, he said, I am not. Now, here's what stood out to me when I read this story today. How come Peter, in one moment, is so brave so courageous. He pulls out his sword. It's just him and the disciples, right? They have a couple of swords, but a group of Roman soldiers have come to arrest Jesus. Peter's ready to take them on. All he has is a sword. He's not armed and equipped and trained like they are, yet he's just overcome with courage and passion and fearlessness. He pulls out his sword and starts swinging, almost kills a man, instead just cuts off his ear. Of course, Jesus heals the man. But here's my question is, what is it that causes Peter to transition from that guy full of courage and zeal and passion and determination and fearlessness to just a few moments later, now he's denying Jesus? What changed? Here's what I think happened. When they came to arrest Jesus and Jesus said, I am he, in that moment, and all those people that came to arrest him, they literally fall to the ground. They're overwhelmed in the moment by the glory of God. I think Peter sees this and he gets this adrenaline rush. He's like, man, it's on now. This is our moment. The kingdom has come. Jesus is here, right? And and he's ready to go to battle with Jesus. But then Jesus stops it. He heals this man's ear that Peter was trying to take out, tells Peter to put up his sword, asks the soldiers to let the rest of the disciples go, and and they all flee out of fear. 
And now Peter's confused. He doesn't understand what God is really up to. And in light of all that uncertainty, he has no faith. Now, why is it that Peter is so confused? I mean, Jesus has made it very clear that night in the Passover meal when Jesus is celebrating that with the disciples. He makes it clear, I will be betrayed. I will be rested. I will die on the third day. I will rise again. Maybe Peter misunderstood. Maybe Peter really wasn't listening. Maybe Peter disagreed with the plan Jesus was proposing. Maybe Peter was blinded by his own ambition. But either way, what's obvious is that Peter is in the dark, and in his uncertainty, fear and doubt creep in, and he loses his courage. And I would argue, I think Jesus allows the disciples to live with some uncertainty for at least three reasons. Number one, he doesn't want them to try to rush ahead of them. Isn't that true for us? If we knew, if God told us where we're going to be in five years, we would try to rush ahead and get there next week. And the truth is, it's what we go through over the next five years that prepares us for that five-year destination. There's no way to take a shortcut. If we took the shortcut, we wouldn't be ready. It reminds me of Moses, who went in the wilderness for 40 years. But it was in those 40 years, God was preparing Moses to lead Israel for 40 years. There's no way to take a shortcut, right? If, if God would have explained to Moses 40 years earlier, here's what I want you to do, he would have been completely unprepared. And so I think sometimes God keeps us in the dark because he knows we'll try to take a shortcut. And the truth is, it's the journey, it's the process that prepares us for the call of God on our lives. Maybe you're going through a difficult time right now. It's hard to understand how God could possibly be in this. But maybe God has you in that place preparing you for what's coming next. You can't see it yet, but man, it's going to be amazing. Here's another thought. I think God kept them in the dark because if he would have told them, if it would have been any clearer, I'm not sure they would have taken the journey at all. I mean, if they would have understood that Jesus was going to die that he wasn't going to become an earthly king, that they would eventually have to give their own life for this cause and mission? Well, I'm just not sure they would have followed Jesus at all. And I think often that's true for us. If we knew the battle ahead, then often we would We would bail out out of fear, uncertainty. God understands that. And so Jesus brings them along slowly. And again, the process is preparing them for what God has for them. And here's a third thought, is that maybe Jesus allows Peter to live with uncertainty, allows Peter to fail in this moment because he's trying to teach Peter a little humility. The truth is Peter seems to be a hard-charging, outspoken leader type who was probably good at almost everything he tried. Peter's one of those guys, that appears to me, who just has the ability to get her done, make it happen. And what Jesus needs Peter to understand is the kingdom doesn't work that way. 
You need humility. You need brokenness. You need to surrender. You need to depend on me. When I think about the Beatitudes as Jesus is describing those first four Beatitudes, he's describing humility, brokenness, surrender, dependence. Those were were key ingredients, key characteristics that Jesus was looking for in a leader of the early church. And the truth is, Peter was kind of short on those things. He had a lot of gifts and a lot of ability, but he needed more humility, brokenness, surrender, and dependence. And God worked redemptively through Peter's failure to produce such character in his life. And then he could release him in the world. And God is trying to do the same thing in us. There is redemptive potential in every moment. When we go through difficulty, when we go through trials, when we go through suffering, God is using our struggle to build our character and prepare us for our destiny. And he was certainly doing that in Peter's life. So what are you going through? Where are you uncertain? I think God wants us to live with a measure of uncertainty so we will stay close to him. I don't know what the future holds. When I look at my own life and my family and ministry, when I look at the church in America, when I look at what's happening on the world scene, so much uncertainty in the world. And what that uncertainty does is it forces me to stay close to Jesus so that when the unexpected happens, man, I am ready to receive instruction and direction, clarification from him. Man, let's stay close to Jesus. Maybe you're going through a difficult time. Maybe you're going through an uncertain time. Stay close to Jesus. He will help you just like he did with Peter. He will help you find your way. Father, I thank you for every person listening today. God, they're listening because they want to stay close to you. They want to walk with you. They want to know you. They want to live in your presence. God, we're trying to grow in our capacity to do that. Lord, help us to have ears to hear. God, tune our ear to your voice. Help us to have a passion to live in your presence. God, give us all the information, direction, guidance that we need this day. Lord, we trust you. God, we believe you have great things in store for us. We believe that you have a plan and purpose, a destiny for our life. But God, we will not take a shortcut. We will walk with you between here and there and trust that you'll work in all of our circumstances to build our character and to prepare us for our future and to use us for your glory. We trust you to do it. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, thanks again for being with me today. Man, I hope this encourages you. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We'll see you again tomorrow.